Hey, it's me again. I thought that I could drive and do a podcast at the same time. Because it's not that hard to drive and talk. Because people do it all the time. Now, I am wearing a headset. Well, kind of. I'm wearing headphones, but one earbud in to be able to make sure that I can, you know, hear traffic around me. So, if you hear any kind of click clacking or anything of the sort, it is my blinkers and all that kind of fancy junk. I had another thought through my head today. This might be a long podcast, so just enjoy. I was thinking about something that just happened. Now, in life, you have routine sometimes. You, uh, you have to deal with any kind of, okay, everybody has to get gas. Everybody also has to buy things daily. And if you have a routine of going to, let's just say, for instance, because this is what got me thinking, a smoothie place. Every Friday and whatever day I feel like it, I go into the smoothie place. And for some reason, there's this guy there. I've never known his name. Never. Never ever. But he's really quiet. And he knows my order every day that I go up there. And it's a strawberry limeade. And I don't even have to ask anymore. Now, sometimes there would be a girl there, which I suspect it's his wife, but I doubt it because they don't talk much. Well would be there some days. It would be the girl. And of course, whenever something disrupts your function of normal stuff, it's not the same. You know, I, I don't mean to be like, oh, he's treating me like a princess. He knows my order. It's kind of different here. I would see him every time I would go up in there and all he would say is, strawberry lemon? And I would say, heck yeah, dude. Fire it right up. And he would go ahead and make it. And past a certain point, he, he's just like, same thing? I'm like, yeah, dude, cool, fire it up. And it made me happy. No words are exchanged between me and this person. But it's really amazing. Now, whenever the girl comes in, like today, she was at the counter. And I didn't even think I would see that guy today. And in the middle of her taking my order and... She, she's made it, but it's in the blender. She would stand there and do the next person's order, then go around, turn around, get the other blender, whatever. And the guy came in. And as soon as he came in, my frown, well, my resting face, turned into a big old smile whenever he showed up. We don't know each other, but it made me happy because he knew it was my order in the blender. Because he looked over at the little screen. But he... He's like... Here you go. I I almost missed you today, huh? And I said, yeah, but... I think I'll come by tomorrow if you're working. And he said, yeah. No, this isn't common flirting. It's more of a... I don't know. Some guys have these attributes where you don't have to speak to them at all. 
And plus, he's kind of forced to speak to me since I'm a customer. But since me and him never had any conversations before this, it, it's just nice to see him, you know? Well, I'm currently going my way about 30 to 40 miles out. But I have to get gas on the way, so it's not that bad. My brakes kind of suck because my rotaries are kind of, I don't even know what it's called. It, it shakes a little bit whenever I put on the brakes, but it's no big deal. I'm seeing my best friend today, and we're going to the fair. And I mentioned this like two or three times. And it's partly cloudy. It's actually quite bright out here. It's pretty. The air isn't too hot yet because it's noon. And it's just really peaceful. I'm thinking about what I'm going to tell her. What I'm going to talk to her about. What she's going to tell me. What she's been going through. Because we don't text much anymore. Maybe because she's busy, maybe not. And if I take little miniature sips of my smoothie, occasionally, please don't be mad, it melts. But, mm -hmm. it's not easy to lose friends. That's why if you keep in contact with them, like, even if it's small or tiny, it's great. It gives you something to work for. Now, friendships are a lot like responsibility. Not in a baby way, like, oh my god, I have a baby now, I have to feed it. I'm not meaning that in a bad way. But then you have friends. You have to water it, you have to nurture it. It's like a plant. But it's more complicated than that. It's way more complicated. Everybody has nutrients that they have to get socialization, love, some kind of form of sense of belonging. And whenever they lose that sense of belonging, you, you lose your friend. Because eventually they get fed up with you. I've lost several friends throughout the years. Don't know why. We just fell out of touch and then occasionally we just like snap back into it and just like, hey! Act like we're friends, talk for a while. Honestly, it's just not one of the best things in the world to have. I want to keep in touch with a lot more people than I normally do. But everybody I know except a few people are guys. And most of them are exes that I know. Or potential boyfriends that never even happened. That I don't even want to happen. <laughs> I really... I've been thinking about the way I talk, too. And I'm sorry. I, I do pause a lot. I do. Because it's just the way I talk. I've never noticed it until I started the YouTube channel. Or even started thinking about doing the podcast. No wonder people kind of talk over me sometimes. Because the pauses mean that maybe I'm done talking. It's ridiculous. And I get on to people for ignoring me. Hurting me. I don't know. Everybody has those tics. Um... It's not like a nervous tick if you have like a form of autism or something. I'm sorry if I offended that term. I don't know what to call things nowadays. Because you can't even call something cotton candy without being offended. No offense either. And I have to say no offense to almost everything I say. 
mean, America, freedom of speech, but there's a lot of different things than that going on. It's more, I want to express myself. And if you are talking to people and you're being you, what's the use of a filter? Yeah, I say the F word a lot, but I haven't said it yet on this podcast. That is my goal, not saying the F word. Awesome. So I feel a sneeze coming on. This is great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we have a long time to talk. (coughs) Jeez, sorry. Well, actually, it's going to be a small episode, and then I'm going to go to probably listen to the radio or something. I don't know. I just wanted to fit a broadcast of it. Especially since I posted one earlier this morning while I was cleaning out my car. You know, everybody has those nervous tics I was talking about, or any kind of thing that sets them off from the world. Especially people who have dealt with depression, or anxiety, or any form of anything. Especially mental abuse from boyfriends. Well, it's not that easy to identify what it is, what happens, why it happens, unless if the person talks to you about it. Me, any time that I'm talking and somebody interrupts me at the dinner table, more than once. So I understand it's like, hey, the first time it's cool, you get a couple freebies. But past that, it, it doesn't get annoying to me. It gets upsetting. It triggers me to the point to where it's not like, oh, you're not paying attention to me. It's more of a Hey, I'm, I'm talking here. Don't you want to hear about my day? Or don't you want to hear about this funny thing? You start to feel unimportant. Last night it happened to me while we were at the dinner table with my boyfriend. My sister Sarah came along. And she actually... Oh my gosh. Me and her had a falling out. But she didn't know about it because she didn't know my emotions. I didn't even talk to her about it. There you go. Communication. But, you know, I just decided not to talk to her about it. Sometimes you have to use your best judgment because she came over to the house. You know, I told her to hang out with us. She walked by me. She didn't even give me the normal hug she gives me. Maybe she's going through some stuff too. Who knows? And I don't judge her for that. Whenever I was at the dinner table with my family, my grandparents, my dad, my sister Sarah, and my boyfriend, I I was talking about something funny or really cool that happened at work. Because occasionally I have good stories. Well, I kept on getting interrupted. I was trying to get my point across. And I was crocheting after I ate some ribs. And I decided, just don't finish it. Don't finish the story. Don't don't finish whatever you were talking about. Just don't do it. What's the point? Anxiety talk. My boyfriend noticed I got quiet. He accidentally interrupted me too, but he apologized shortly after. But he told me, please, Sam. No, I didn't want to. 
past a certain point, you just learn that you don't want to speak anymore. You don't want to feel down. You don't want to be left out. You don't want to be anything except, you know, you. You want to talk. You want to get your point across. And I wanted to open up to my family. But since I couldn't open up to them, I just forgot about it. And I said, you know what, screw this. I don't need it. It's okay. I don't need the information. I don't need the contacts. I don't need anything. So whenever my boyfriend asked me what was wrong, what can I do to help, I told him, let's just go watch Netflix. Now, we watched Netflix and finished our TV show, 13 Reasons Why. It was pretty okay, but I don't know. In the end, it's more of a thing that we wanted to do together. We want, we don't Netflix and chill. We Netflix and communicate. We Netflix and talk or cuddle. It never gets beyond that. And I love it. I absolutely love it because you can be with the person who you love and enjoy an emotion with the person. The shots and awes and even the crying down my face. I've never cried before until, uh, oh man, until about two weeks ago. I've, I've been on a no cry streak for months because I don't get that moved by TV shows. I don't get that moved by anything. But this one particular TV show, yeah, I know you may say it sucks, but it's all about depression and anxiety. And I know that it will get old hearing those two words, but they come together like peanut butter and jelly. You do a lot of worse things than that to other people. Yeah, it's, it's not easy to go through, especially if you're a teenager or if you lost somebody important whenever you're an adult or you're going through depression because somebody died. That person is never truly dead, as long as their memories last in your head. I mean, some people go crazy and end up just being like, oh my god, he's always with me. I always understand that, but at the same time, it's more of a, an unhealthy way to cope. If you imagine them there all the time, that's a problem. But if you actually feel like you see them, feel happy, be grateful. I mean, I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not. I, I kind of do sometimes with the amount of weird stuff going on in my house. But that ends the first podcast because I'm at the bank and I got to, you know, get my money out, do a bunch of stuff. I hope you enjoyed this little podcast. I may or may not talk again. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Hey, and welcome back to Life is Okay Sometimes with Sam. Today was a long day. I went to the fair today and hung out with my friend. Lots of stuff came up. 
lots of suppressed memories, and I didn't know that it would happen. Lots of issues, and bombshells were dropped. My boyfriend told me I was a great friend today. And I didn't understand what he meant until he explained it later on. He said, you know, she really needed a friend today. And I said, look, I've known her since second grade. And it's just something that I gotta do. I care about people way too much. And he says, yeah, I know you have a heart of gold. And I looked at him and said, you know... What if I don't have a heart sometimes? He didn't quite understand until I explained all the guys that broke my heart and all the issues that I've ever faced all throughout ever since I was eight. And you know, it, on my way home from dropping my friend off about 30 miles out, it was pouring rain and it set the mood for something gloomy. But in the end, it kind of just, it worked out. I was talking to him about issues that I felt like things that I've been through. And I'm not going to go too into depth with it. And I looked at him, I told him I didn't know what I would do without him. And I told him I wish there was a word that I could just put into the situation. I'm in love with him. I want more than that. I want the word to be more. Being in love or saying I love you is just it isn't enough. It never is. But then it's just a, I guess it's just because I finally found the right person. Someone that accepts me for my flaws, for who I am, for what things are, for what it will be, for what we want it to be, for a future that we want to build together. And together we building a house with toothpicks. That's more of a metaphor instead of anything figuratively because, I mean, you could build a house out of, you know, toothpicks, but it would take a long time. And that's what I mean. We're building something, but it it's really slow at the moment. So as it's raining... I have an anxiety disorder where I picked at my thumbs all the time. I still do it. In fact, I did it today. They bled a little bit, but not too much, so no biggie. Well, I used to slice open my wrist a lot. Now, I might as well go ahead and say this might come with a trigger warning. So, please, if if you don't want to hear about how bad anxiety and depression can get, do not listen. Please don't listen. I told him that, you know, 
it got to the point where I was just doing it daily. I wanted to feel something. I wanted to feel anything. Because being numb was just something I was constantly used to. Well, I would cut myself sideways, long ways. Any ways that you can think of. I guess I just never cut deep enough. Though I tried. Maybe I didn't cut in the right area. But honestly, I'm kind of really glad I didn't. And you know... I told him, for some reason I can't stop picking up my thumbs, but I can stop cutting my wrist open. Something that I was so addicted to, to the point where I had to do it every day. I had to feel something new every day or else. It just wasn't right. But I looked at him and I said, you know, the night that I stopped doing it was the night that I developed panic attacks. I thought I was going to die that night because I, I felt a sudden shift in my body. A sudden change in how I felt. I felt like I was losing myself. I felt like I was draining. I felt like I was dying in a way. I couldn't really explain it. But I called my boyfriend at the time. I told him what happened. He says, sit down, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. We ended up talking for two hours. And at the end of the conversation, it ended like this. Now, Sam, if you were dying, you would have died three minutes into our conversation. That hit me. Three minutes. That's all it takes for me to die from slicing up over my wrist slowly bleeding out and dying. Three minutes is the length of brushing your teeth. Three minutes is six times of singing happy birthday. Listening to an average song. I mean, that's a short amount of time that I have. You know, it, what if I changed my mind? It's kind of too late. It's a short enough time to regret it. It's not a long enough time to fix it. It's, it's not enough. Ever since then, I had panic attacks. But I told him, you know, the issues with that, that came afterwards, it's a permanent reminder. I don't, I don't do anything except occasionally punch my legs. Nervous tics. But as heavy as that sounds, yeah, it's just, it's something that I know you're probably not ready to hear. I'm talking about life experiences. I'm trying to stay, just like, stay positive. I, 
I don't understand a lot of things. And I can't even discuss what's on my mind right now. Because I'm not allowed to talk about it. I promised her I wouldn't talk. But let's just say in life you worry about people so much to the point to where you literally can't do anything. Because beyond this problem that she has, she has a high anxiety and depression disorder. I don't want her to go through things on her own. Yet she has to because it's not my place. And it's just painful. But it's almost like having to deal with a horse with a broken leg. I mean, you can't let it go on like that. You gotta put it down. Just like the idea of helping. I had to put it down. But something I feel guilty of is I have a perfect relationship with my boyfriend. Yeah, no, that sounds weird. Guilty for having a perfect relationship. Well, he and I believe it's perfect. Everything's great. Because life isn't perfect. That's that makes it great because there's issues in life. And we tackle them one by one. <clears throat> Most of the time there's no issues. We're teammates. That's how we started out anyway. As friends and teammates working at a store together. And, oh my god, we built off of that so strong. But whenever I came home, I drove in the rain. It was horrible. Scary even. And I told my grandpa and my grandma why I was upset. Because they don't even know her really that well or know anybody. You know? And they were upset too because she was exactly like me we both had the same progress of anxiety and depression yet she had one person screwing it all up for her and she says she's happy she says she's happy in the relationship But the bad thing is, in high school, I mean, because I was messed up by over so many guys, I kind of wanted to give up on guys. And since I've known her since second grade, I was going to say, screw it. Do you want to just date me we can we can figure it all out but I don't want anybody to hurt you anymore we got each other I wanted to date 
girl. The only one that I ever wanted to date. Because our connection was so strong. The funny thing is, I don't even know if she felt the same way. I think the next podcast will be about that. It won't be at all the way depressing, but it'll be pretty sad. Because it's gloomy weather out there. I don't know. Just thought I would share.